<coughs> Good evening, Swindon Town fans. Uh, that's right, filling five years back by unpopular demand. Um, Fifey's taken a well-deserved break with his friends Johnny Walker and Ron Bacardi today. But um, he said he will be joining us later, so hopefully we'll hear from him soon. Um, so obviously uh, Saturday against Harrogate, not the result we wanted. Um, quite, a, quite a poor performance as well by the sounds of it. Um, let's start with uh, those that were there. Um, Rich, um, what, what happened then, mate? Uh we didn't win. <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't do what we thought we were going to do. I think we took uh, Harrogate a little bit for granted. Uh, I think we all thought, uh, given the success that we had up there um, late last season, uh, I think we thought it was probably going to be a little bit. It was going to be quite cushy, but uh, it didn't turn out that way. Um, I felt as if we started quite well. Um, but there was just, I think it was mainly down to individual performances, really. Uh, and defensively, the back line, I think, uh, just wasn't strong enough. I don't think the formation worked at all. Um, we were leaving too many gaps in the in the back line. And I just think, really, it, it just didn't work for us on Saturday. Um, I think Harrogate, after about half an hour, figured us out. Uh, they knew they had a game plan, uh, which was basically just to take out McCurdy. Uh, get him rattled and uh, they successfully did that uh, like a lot of teams did do last season uh, but we weren't we didn't lose to those significant margins uh, last season so there is obviously something in the back line that's not quite working um, but yeah I think individual performances like Louis Reed very rarely do we see Louis Reed have a bad game uh, but on Saturday he couldn't even complete a five yard pass so uh, that was a little bit worrying, but I think you know it's it, it was a bit of a shame. Um, obviously, going up there four hours down, four hours back uh, was obviously uh, and to lose three 0 on the opening day of the season uh, is obviously really really hard to take. But uh, I don't think we should be um, thinking negatively after that performance. Again, it's a forty five uh, forty six game season. We've got forty five games left. So, um, and one other thing I do want to mention, I wasn't, I'm not sure if Woody's going to um, mention it, but uh, I think the criticism Sol Bring got was completely unnecessary. Um, do I think he should have started in goal? No, I don't. Do I think he deserved the criticism after the third goal that he got? No, I don't. I don't think so. I do think Lewis Ward should start, but I would hate to see Lewis Ward start after Sol Brin got so much criticism. I, I just don't think that's great for a goalkeeper at all, especially if somebody of Sol Brin's age, uh, he's still learning his craft. So I do think that was a little bit disappointing to see that from our fans. But yeah, yeah typical no, swimming for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it, man. I mean, we'll come on to um, Sol Brin in, in a bit. And, and like you said, you know, for, fair play to those fans who took that long journey up there, there and back and to, to go and watch that shower yeah you, you're going to be a little bit pissed off aren't you at the very least um Woody do you think it was um more of um us not playing very well or did were Harrogate good because there doesn't seem to be much credit being given to Harrogate how they lined up and how they played were we that bad or were they you know did they play well enough to was what I'm trying to say is did 3-0 flatter them um 3-0 didn't flatter them um, I think, I think it was a bit of both actually, and I, and 
you know, I left I left Harrogate with a bit of arrogance because I generally still don't believe there'll be relegation fodder this year, as I said last week. Um, I think they will. I, th- I think a lot of teams will struggle to get points there this season. It's a bit of an awkward pitch. I'm not blaming the pitch, but it is a pitch that once you've adapted to it as you're the home team, you're going to do well on it. And, um, uh, you know, they we can't take any credit um, away from Harrogate, really. They have more shots than us. They didn't have as much possession, but from what I saw on the stats, their, their passing, their passing accuracy wasn't far off ours. Um, they're... I think it was Heedy. I think he's the one that's on loan um, to them. Um, he he tore us a new one. Absolutely tore us a new one, to be totally honest. And I, I just think um, this the system didn't work on Saturday. Um, and I'm not I'm not and I, I will literally sign off if anybody says we need time to jail today because the, the goals that the goals that we were conceding. They were defensive errors. You know, they were they were really poor errors. Um, they were nothing to do with the fact that the teams knew. They were nothing to do with the fact that the defence aren't used to playing together. Um, it was three very poor errors that led to their goal. And it was one of those, even when Gladwin had the penalty, you just kind of knew. <laughs> you knew he wasn't going to score it. I think I think most of the people behind the goal, um, our end, where me and Rich were, we just kind of all thought that's just for some reason, it's one of those days it's not going to go in. It was a very bad day in the office. The one thing I am glad of is that Lindsay came out and said, you know, we, we weren't good enough. I, you know, I take my hat off to that because we did have more possession. Like I said, we did have, create more passes. We didn't create more opportunities. But, um, you know, we, you know, he, he has some out and said how good, how we weren't good enough. So now it's about how we react to that. Um, am I nervous for the season? No. I can't think of any positives really from the weekend apart from Khan come on and looked class. But the disappointing fact for me on that is the fact that we've got that on our bench. Why is he not starting? Um, you know, it's um, and like I said, and I've said it over and over again, if we're playing three five two or five three two, we can't play it with those two wing backs. They're good players. You can see they've got something about them, but it just doesn't work in our system. We need a left footed left wing back, um, and you know you can't play wing back system with a right footed player on left back. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work because it makes you too narrow down the middle. Um, but yeah, 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 and I agree with Rich. I think Solbrin probably did get harshly criticised, to be totally honest. I think um, he couldn't have done too much about the goals. And I think somebody said in the chat as well, uh, after they watched the highlights, remember, it might be Mark, um, just said that, you know, Harrogate just took their opportunities. You know, it came, it came down to them. Two of their goals were like, let's just hit it. Let's hit it when we're in the area. And we didn't have enough of that. I think I'm, I was quite surprised when I read that we had 10 shots on goal um, because I generally don't remember having 10 shots on goal um, with, with the exception of our centre-backs probably each having a shot. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't good enough. Am I panicking? No. Um, but it is, I said we needed an important start so it just makes Salford a massive game. We can talk about it being a 45-game season, no, 46-game season or whatever. But we'll be, we don't want to be in the situation where we're going, oh, it's OK, we've still got 30 games to go, but we've only won three. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, but we do need to pick it up on Saturday. I think, you know, it's interesting you're saying about, you know, because, you know, we, I, I was one of the ones who, who, who agreed with you about it being a good start. But the way I see a good start, it's a good start to the month, not necessarily the opening day of the season. If by the end of the month we're in that position... Where where things aren't going so well, then that to me is a, is a bad start. Like you say, we've we've got to get 
a good result against Salford on on Saturday and continue continue that for the for the rest of the month. But um, one of the few plus points we had, and you, you mentioned it there, Woody, was was Khan coming on. Um, Mark, it's, there's a lot. There's been a lot of talk on online about how we fit him in. Um, it's 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 a bit of a bit of a puzzle, really. Who do we drop? Who do you know, who does he come in? Is it going to be part of a free in midfield, depending on the formation? What, what's, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I don't see why we can't change the formation to something like a 4 2 3 1 and play reading Karner's double pivots. I, I just, you know, the, the, the pair of them there will do an absolutely fantastic job, share the responsibility. One can bomb on forward, take it in turns. You know, you know it's it's an energy sapping position doing that. So, you know, it's almost like playing with the, the, the wing backs, the, the, the level of energy required. So you could quite easily um, change that. We know we're good when we've got three attacking midfielders in front of them. They, you know, they can take the ball wide and you only need to play necessarily with one striker. Um, it, I think for me, I think the big thing is the, the formation. And I've been thinking about this quite a lot because, you know, obviously Woody's comments and obviously the, the, the concerns that a lot of other fans had about playing three at the back. You know, if, if we're not quite sure, we're not quite there yet, then we, we just need to revert to a back four. Most footballers understand a back four. The back three is a little bit more complex. I mean, you can argue that you've got players that, you know, maybe, you know, could play um, that particular way given time. But if if we've got issues in the wing-back positions, then just convert them. Convert them back into the left-back and the right-back positions and, and build the confidence up, um, but get the best out of them. It just seems a little bit strange that we've got these guys in and we're trying to play a way which doesn't suit them. Um, I just, I just that was a bit that I found most bizarre. Um, and there's talk again. One of the other commenters maybe talking about moving um, Hutton and, and Shade switching the sides uh, that they played at the weekend to the uh, the opposite flanks. I don't know, but the the important thing is, you know, we sign a player like Khan. We've seen what he's brought to the table in the minutes that he's played. He offers something different. He's dynamic. He's got energy. Um, he's able to break up the play. You know, you notice that he's playing on the football pitch. You know, you need somebody that the opposition are going to be fearful of in midfield um, and, you know, not want to come up against. And I, I just I think we've got to start playing him and, and Salford is that game. And just to echo one final point based on what Woody said as well, you know, getting off to a good start. It has made Salford a massive game because I'm quite worried after uh, sorry, after Warsaw's performance at the weekend, the, uh, the cup game could end up being three defeats in a row if the Salford reverse goes against us and, you start to build a bit of momentum from a negative point of view and heads go down and we've got to, you know, we can't afford to get ourselves into um, um, dire straits early doors. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, ben, um, is it, you know, are, are, should we be at panic stations at the moment with it just one game into the season, considering how many of us thought that we would beat Harrogate? Um, I, I'm, by that, I mean, we, you know, do you think that Lindsay will change the team based on one performance? Will he change the formation? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I'm not sure. I think the team selection was poor yesterday. Um, I was actually a bit disappointed. Uh, firstly, with Williams and Gladwin in midfield, when we kind of discovered last season that it didn't work. And when Reed's not on it, that's the whole central midfield. Is it gone? Am I back again? Uh, a whole central midfield off. If, if you've got Reed Glavin and um, and Williams, I think Glavin had a decent enough game, but it doesn't work as that as them three. So you have to stick calm there to see what happens. And 
like everyone else agrees, I think we need a right, if we're going to go wing backs, need a right footer and a left footer just for the balance of the side. The three defenders haven't played together, but McDonald is only had two, se- two weeks of pre-season, so he's not going to be quite on it. Um, it just didn't. It, it was just a really bad day at the office. As in, so I think it does need a change. Um, I think he probably will stick with three five two, but let's see if he's got anything lined up for Plan B. If it's not working by half time, if we can switch it about, we didn't try and switch it about on the weekend, which was a little bit worrying as well. Um, Am I overly worried if we lose? It's a poor start. We put undue pressure on ourselves. However, I'm going to... always saying these things. It's a long season, isn't it? Bristol Rovers didn't look like cannon fodder until November. And just keeping their heads barely above water. So even if we do start, you can turn it around. You just make life very hard for yourself because the fans will go toxic very quickly if we do start badly. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's a fair point, mate. It's, it sounds like it's going to be a bit more um, mind over ability, maybe for yeah. Saturday. Um, so that's, that's, you know, I'll, I'll come to you, Nick. Um, do you think that, you know, this team has got the mental strength to bounce back from that, considering it is quite a young, relatively inexperienced side compared to m- many other teams in the division? Do you think that the um, sort of the, the mental battle will be just as important? Um, to bounce back on Saturday? We should, because if you look, even though it is um, primarily quite a young side, but you've got um, McDonald, you've got Breed, you've got McCurdy, you've got Williams, you've got Gladwin. I mean, they're all experienced players. So, you know, they, they should be able to pull the youngsters through. I, I think the issue is probably the formation that's already been touched on. He seems to favour... Williams and Gladwin playing. Glad, obviously, Gladwin's vice captain for a reason. But if we're going to, to me, if you're going to play those two, you either play four four two, play the, them two wide, and then Khan and Reed in the middle, or and then it gives you the option to revert to a four three three by pushing Williams up wide on the left. So then they could play together. But uh, and I think the reason he's going with a back three three centre halves is because McDonald's not fit. He's not match fit. So that should, in theory, give him an extra bit of protection. But it's saying that it didn't work on Saturday. So it's going to be interesting to see, I think, more what formation he plays rather than the actual team that he puts out. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Um, I personally think that um, Lindsay will stick to the same formation. Um, this is the formation that... He's probably wanted, you know, you, you you don't start with that formation on the first game of the season just to think, oh, I might change it if it goes wrong. I, I think he might soldier through with it. But obviously, we'll wait and see on Saturday. Um, before we go on to Sol Brin and, and his performance, um, Ned, there, there was one player who showed a bit of um, a bit of ability when he came on, and that was um, Wakelin. Um, do you think that, you know, he's deserved enough to maybe start Um on um, on Saturday, um, I mean, it's, I didn't really see a huge amount of the second half because, unfortunately, I had a power cut. So, <laughs> the, I'm glad I asked you that, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see too much of it. So it's just um, it, the first I saw the first half leading up to about sixty-five odd minutes, and then uh, yeah, the power cut kicked in. But you know, I mean, it's difficult. It's really difficult because. 
in my opinion, it seemed as if they were still in a week before the start of the season mode. It it felt like it felt like another preseason performance. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was Bowdry on the right hand side, or was it Bowdry was on the right hand side? I mean that. I mean, it was such a bad move because we were getting. Um, they were outpacing us at the back the whole time. I'm sure. I'm sure it was Bowdry on the right hand side and McDonald's in the middle. No, it was, sorry, sorry, it was Brennan on the right. Sorry, Brennan was on the right. Uh, Bowdry was in the centre and McDonald was on the left. Right. Okay. Well, that's incredibly interesting. Um, I mean, that's. You know, the mind boggles as to why he's laid him in that three. Um, there's there's absolutely zero percent chance that I would have gone in with that three on that basis. Then I mean, surely you want a left 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 footer on the left side, right foot on the right side, and then maybe the the you know the experienced non mobile person in the middle to keep an eye on everything. I think that's why he eventually brought on Harris for uh, for Brennan. Yeah, I mean Brennan was awful. I, I said in um, hey, our, it was? Brennan. Oh, I thought he was good. I thought he was oh. probably the best out of the back three, personally. I said who's number thirty-four on the on on the uh, WhatsApp. I was like, my God, he he sucks. He he is awful. But first game, you know, as I said, you know, you know, whatever. But it's just my frustration was the fact that it. You know, obviously we're we're kicking off the season a week earlier, and it seemed like we were still a week behind. We the minds weren't there. It it was they were playing like you know, like a, a Sunday league team who got pissed the night before and just what did just not focused. Um, the defender was pedestrian. Um, I mean it was it was it was shocking. I I personally. You know, again, probably showing everyone else's opinions. I don't think you can have Gladwin and Williams in the same team because it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. But, and also, if Hutton's in the team, why are you not using the long throw? What's the point? You know, that's it's supposed to be another, you know, another, you know, feather in our cap. But unfortunately, that tells me that Hutton is not the first 11 player that tells me that that's um you know he's um uh Iandolo's going to come in straight on the left hand side Tyree Shade will play on the right hand side when when Iandolo's back fit but as he should as he should not absolutely absolutely but it just it just because they didn't implement it that tells me that he's not going to be in the first 11 because they're not going to rely on it do you know what I mean that's the way I looked at it and um yeah well you know, everyone, you know, I just see it as a bad performance. It's, it's just, what, why were they not focused? Why did they, why were they certainly a, a lot, um, you know, a few steps behind their normal pace at the back? You know, I know that um, Boundary is not the quickest, um, but it's, it's just, you know, the decision making, everything was just that little bit slower than the normal. And it's just... I don't know. It's, Maybe. It's, it's interesting, Ned, you're saying about that it felt like the team were a week behind um, on like on pre-season, because that was one of the questions that was levelled at Lindsay. And of course, he denied it. But one of the things mm. that you know many fans have been mentioning was the quality of teams 
that we've played during pre-season, and I'll throw this out there to, to everyone, do you think that we, apart from Cardiff, obviously, we didn't really play anyone who was either at our level or even, even above? I think um, I think previous years we have only really played one big team a week before the season. Though I do understand where you're getting at. Um, Woking, that we looked like we properly gelled at all, and uh, I do understand that they played. You know, they went into the Cardiff game exhausted. Uh, ben, you keep and- muting, muting yourself, mate. Ben, you keep muting yourself. There, how's that? I'm not touching the keyboard. Yeah, no, oh, I don't know. Really so, some, somehow you keep muting yourself. That's bizarre. Um, <laughs> you don't even want to listen to your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sarah's laptop's had enough of me. Well, no, what, what I'm saying is that it's um, uh, at Cardiff, they played, don't know, they were exhausted when they played. And um, yeah, maybe they weren't really on it at all. And I think uh, hopefully this bodes well for next week. But yeah, they still not. There's only one game in pre-season that they actually started playing any decent football or looked um, looked any good at all, and that was Woking. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think they just need some confidence behind them. Uh, I think they just need some good spells, you know, a good range of passing, some shots on goal, a goal, just to kickstart themselves. But, yeah, I'll be quiet now. No, fair enough, mate. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, well, we'll go on to um, Sol Brain. He did get quite a lot of stick. Um, amongst the fan base. Um, I wasn't a fan of him starting myself, but from what I see of the goals, there wasn't too much he could have he could have done. Um, how would, I'll throw this out there generally, but I'm, I'm sure Rich will have an opinion being a goalkeeper himself. Um, you know, of you know, Rich, you said that he, he didn't deserve the stick, but do you think um, that Lindsay will change for change him for Ward? Uh, not yet. I think they'll keep it competitive between the two of them. Um, I think Ward will probably more than likely start against Walsall next week in the Cup. And then I think they'll probably go from there because then at least, well, Bryn's had two games under his belt. He's had one against Salford. And then obviously uh, Ward will have played against um, Walsall. And... Um, I reckon he'll probably make a decision from there. He'll 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 evaluate it. He'll see. For me, I think we need that commandment uh, in at the back. Uh, at the moment, McDonald's still trying to find his feet. Uh, like uh, the lads have all said, um, he's not fit. He's not he's not fully fit. Uh, he hasn't played a lot of football in the last year. Um, he's been injured and everything like that so he's still trying to get back onto terms and things like that so for him to be thrown in as captain straight away when he's not still fully fit it would be helpful to have that commandment at the back and I don't feel as if that Sol Brent is quite ready for that yet he's still like I said earlier he's still young he's still learning his trade uh, that's why he's come out on loan um, but I feel as if from what happened on um, uh, Saturday, um, the first goal, anybody try saving that, no chance. It, it comes off the top of the crossbar and it just hits the net. Nobody was marking that player. That was a defensive issue. Um, 
second goal, I think we all had to, because we would, me, Woody, and uh, our two mates were literally standing directly behind the goal where that ball hit the top bin. And uh, we literally had to duck out the way because it came at such a pace. Bryn had absolutely no chance. And then the third, that's where he got the most stick. Um, well, he did slip. Um, and again, Woody touched on the pitch not being fantastic anyway. Um, he didn't have an awful lot to do. He didn't have an awful many saves to make, Solbrin. So potentially wasn't ready. I'm not making any excuses for him because you should, as a goalkeeper, you should be ready at all times. But you can't help if you slip. And you can't, again, after one game, really people seeing him and already making a decision just because they love Ward. I love Ward more than anything, but I don't think any goalkeeper at that young age should be given that much stick, except for Kovar. Um, <laughs> but, but he, pro- but he <laughs> proved that over a, a large amount of games, uh, Kovar, that he just wasn't good enough. Bryn, it did to be an element of... Uh, it did remind me of the Kovar situation when I was seeing the uh, the grief that, um, that Bryn was getting online. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... Do you think that, we're, um, and I, again, I'll put this out to everyone, um, does anyone think that maybe we won't, might not have much of a choice but to start Bryn? Because I'd imagine that a condition of his loan would be that he'd have to play a certain amount of games. Yeah. Well, that comes down to finances, doesn't it? It, it depends how the club want to play it, because the more games he plays, the less money he costs us. But um, like Rich said, I think he'll, he'll definitely play his coming Saturday. Without a date, you can't drop him after one game. And I, you know, agree with Rich. The first two goals, he couldn't do anything about. I mean, they, they were, you know, decent hits. That's, that's what you say to players. If you could have a shot, hit the bloody thing, which is what they did. It looked to me like the third goal. He was right on the edge of his area, and it seemed he was worried that if he got it with his hands, he could slide out, end up getting sent off. And it looked like he tried to tackle it. I mean, Rich said it looked like he slipped, but obviously it's harder to see on the highlights than in, in being there. So, yeah, to me, I think he's uh, agree with Rich. He'll play Saturday, um, Ward in against Warsaw, and then, then we'll see from there what decision Lindsay has to make. Yeah, I think the other thing that we have to be mindful of as well is that Scott Lindsay's been quite clever with the vernacular that he's used with regards to his goalkeepers. Um, he said that he doesn't have a backup goalkeeper. He has two number ones fighting for the shirt. Now, for me, that's fantastic management because that means that he could turn around at any point and say, "Ward, you'll start this game on Saturday," and both the goalkeepers know that it could be any either one of them each week. Now, if it was me, based on Saturday's performance, more so from the stick I'm getting, it might just be a case of look, bed yourself back in with the team, continue the practice, get confident with how we play at the back with the defenders in practice, away from the limelight away from the fans um, and maybe bring him back in for the cup game. It's a different type of pressure in the cup game. The league games, obviously all the fans are all about the league. Nobody wants to be in this division any longer than we have to be. So I think the first home game, I think the fans will be more on size and more engaged with the team, knowing that Ward was in goal. That's just my personal take on it. But that aside, I think Lindsay's played the blinder by not saying that, you know, One's the first choice over the other. They're both the number ones. And I think we may see chopping and changing based on their performances. 
Yeah, and I think it shows good um, man management on on Lindsay's part, really. So, so yeah, that, I mean, that's yeah, that's that's a great way of doing it. Saying that I've got two two number ones, you're, you're spot on there, Mark. So, but yeah, so um, yeah, well, we finished with you, Mark. So we'll start with you on your favourite subject um, in the no accounts. Um, there was um, there was quite a few rumours um, going about about what had happened with the game and everything, and. Um, if, if you know if people were to believe those rumours, it would sound like um, it's it's a mess, and, and that the you know Lindsay's lost the dressing room. Um, unsubstantiated shit is what some people are spouting via Twitter at the moment, <laughs> and it's coming from um, Swindon insiders. I'm not going to name names, but there are some usual, or there is a usual suspect involved with those accounts. Um, but coming out and saying that, you know, players aren't happy with um, McDonald as captain or there are rifts in the change room or there's, you know, infighting about this and nobody's happy about, you know, the level of power that certain people have in the uh, dressing room and above and certain people want more. And they were challenged over it and it's all flannel. You know, they, it's all hot air. God knows where it's coming from. And then they'd have the audacity to turn around and say... Uh, that it wasn't them, it was the other person that, that ran the account and it was a different source to where they'd normally get the information from. It's just bollocks, but it's dangerous because you know what fans are like. Some people will lap up um, what these accounts say and we'll take it on board and we'll, it becomes that mob mentality scenario then where you start reciting and you know saying the same things over and over again because then it almost snowballs into it becoming a gospel when we all know that that's not the case. So... Um, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. It's a, I just don't know what pleasure you could possibly get for doing it. It baffles me. I don't, I don't know what anyone else thinks, but I was pretty annoyed, pretty yeah. annoyed at the weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, Mark, and I, and I find it very hard to believe. I know, like you said, some fans are going to lap it up and everything. But for me, after the team spirit and the camaraderie from last season of a team that was put together at the last minute... And I'm sure that Lindsay would have been an important part of that. For that to just evaporate suddenly, I, I find that very hard to believe. Um, is anyone else? Um, oh, and uh, the, the the main man is here now, Mr. Fifey. Um, how are you doing, mate? Good for you, good of you to join us at last. Yeah, thanks for thanks for hosting tonight, Craig. Appreciate it. That's all right. Um, always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. Um, yeah, so we were just um, talking about um, in the no accounts, and um, you, you came just at the wrong time. You missed Mark's rant. It was it was beautiful. I it can was... only only imagine that it's very similar to my opinion, mate. It, it was like a Shakespearean sonnet. It was it in was the in the no accounts. It, in it the was... no accounts, can literally go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so if you're going to pretend to be in the no, like you don't know anything anyway. If you're going to pretend to be in the know, especially after what happened at the weekend, try and spread some positivity. Don't jump on the bandwagon of we've had a bad result. About 60% of the fan base have lost their heads and you go and spread some shit that means nothing to anybody just to really piss everyone off. Just don't bother. It was lovely to see the head of recruitment step in and tell him to go, you're talking out your fucking arse. It was great. It was really, really good as someone who would be in the know just come on and put them in their place. The, uh, the, the, only, the only issue with that, though, he's playing a little bit with fire as well because he's representing the club. Mm. And if I was him, I, I get he wants to put these rumours and uh, in the, uh, these in the no accounts in their place, like sort of thing like that. But I feel as if for him, 
for us it's great to hear that it's it's all positive but for him from a reputation wise for me personally i think it's a little bit dodgy and a little bit iffy um uh, if i was him i would have just held his ground just got on with the job and stuff like that because if what he said wasn't what like you said in in fact he went on like some other tangent or something like that he could be affecting his job by just for absolutely nothing i mean we know as fans it's absolute bullshit and that's why most of us know not to even look at them or even think about them or even just the thing is, you the know thing is which when, when they do an intervention like that it's, it's as if they've you know the questions touched the nerve so then people are like oh what are you hiding you know what's or maybe there's some sort of um you know truth to it so so yeah i, I see what you say saying there mate and mm. yeah sometimes it's just best to just dismiss them for the for the you know for the nonsense that because they are at the end of the, at the end of the day he's not going to stop all these in the know accounts happening so why is he really getting involved with something that i mean he's just i don't i don't i wonder how he's even caught on to this maybe he's following a couple of fans that commented on it hmm. uh, and then he saw it but it's, yeah um i respect what he said and i'm glad that he's sort of for our sake that he said it but for him I mm, yeah, I'm I'm not keen on it. I can I can actually see your point there, Rich. To be fair, like I agree, it may we're the the general everyday fan is happy that he's done it, but from a, from a professional perspective, was it the wisest of decisions? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, um, um, has anyone else got anything to say about in the no accounts at all, or shall we just put that one put that one bed? I just want to know why these people think it's the right thing to do to have these fake Because they're bored. Because they're yeah, bored. They've got nothing else to do and they just want to fish. It's attention. It's attention. I think it's, it's more a reflection of modern society and social media and, and being online. Yeah. People people like getting likes and comments and stuff like that. Yeah, and the more, more controversial to... thing you say, the more people will comment on it and the algorithm kicks in and more people see see yeah. it in the first place that's 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 what it boils down yeah down but to. on the flip side it's like we, with our podcast we would love you know thousands and thousands of likes and shares and retweets and stuff but we're not going to outright spread lies and and i've heard this but i'm going to word it this way just to just to influence people i don't see the point how bored must they be to just be making up shit all day long but i think i think as well what it what it boils down to is um anyone who's got a social media account now can make themselves out to be a journalist. They think they're a journalist by just spouting stories. It's the, it, yeah, it's the anonymity of it that, that annoys me. <laughs> Some people just like to watch the world burn. Like, we, we front up <laughs> to our own opinions. You know, we'll put them out there. We'll put our face to it as well, though. Mm. You know, we'll put our name, our face, our reputation to whatever we say. Um, but we don't profess to know anything that we don't know. We don't oh, know anything, so we say we don't know anything. We're purely speculating on what other people are saying. We know, well, we, we know nothing about everything, I think. Well, after our predictions, we know jack shit anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, we all predicted it. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly do. Certainly, you, Price did say a 3-1 defeat if um, Brim plays. And it was me. actually one goal. That was, yeah, great. So yeah. 
it, it was actually just one goal off. But I don't okay. think, I don't, by the sound of it, it wasn't, uh, that was basically blaming it on Brim, but obviously no. it, oh. it wasn't really his, his, his fault. So, yeah, no, I, th- I think also I haven't said yet, Sol Brim's criticism is slightly unjustified and a bit harsh. It's a whole scapegoatism. Yeah. It's the same with Kieran, Kieran Harry's. It's a bit harsh. Yeah. No, fair enough, mate. Um, right, well, we'll move on then to uh, another um, another great subject: um, fan meltdowns um, after the after the result <laughs> oh, came don't, through. Honestly, I got to admit, honestly, you know, because I I tried to stay off the fan groups and stuff like that, but I saw the comments to the posts that Swindon Town themselves put and everything. And to be, yeah, there was there was quite a few. I didn't think it was there was that that many. It seems like on on the Swindon Town Twitter page, it got hijacked by Port Vale fans. Like about a <laughs> third of the comments were from from Vale fans. It's nice to know that we live let, um, rent free in their heads. But, yeah. but there we go. Do you know what? Um, I, do you know what? Um, uh, I was glad that I had to drive four hours back to Harrogate. That was the only reason, so I didn't have to scroll through Twitter and see the absolute meltdown. <laughs> Well, oh, that was the only positive for driving back four hours from Arizona. Port Vale win their first League One game in about five years, and all they can talk about is Swindon. Yeah, yeah, yeah it tells you a lot about, about them, doesn't it? <laughs> it tells yeah. you a lot about them. Do you forgetting Port the... Vale, forgetting Port Vale for a minute. So the fan meltdown thing again, it, it, it's quite amusing, really. So I mean, I was I was actually taking a few screenshots and sharing them in the group, wasn't I? Because and, and it's important for people to remember because some fans have gone completely the other way and said it's almost as if people calling these other fans out saying you can't criticise. No, you can criticise the team for, for being rubbish if they've been rubbish. Yeah. But, but when you see comments like, because we've lost for the opening day for the first time in God knows how long, this is the worst Swindon Town side ever assembled. It's one game. You know, uh, National League income <coughs> minutes into the first game. Um this is why we shouldn't be paying for season tickets, blah, blah, blah. No, it's an absolute nonsense. And, you know, this was going on from 25, 30 minutes until the first game of mm. 46 in a domestic season. Like, criticise, yes, but the melodramatics just need to calm the shit down. I tell you what, Fifey's been drinking. Yeah, I was going to say. We've seen this Fifey before. Fifey's wanted to get a lot off his chest, hasn't he? And uh, yeah, I, I think we might be seeing him as a panellist more often, really. But, uh, Can we but, yeah. all uh, mute our mics and just let yeah, the next yeah. hour with Fifey, please? <laughs> yeah. But honestly, but, um, so the thing is, we have a lot of genuinely good fans who, who are realistic, but we have some that just You've got to understand it's the first game of the season. Yes, we're all disappointed. But there are, if we win the next 20, nobody's going to remember what happened on Saturday. But, every, but those comments will always be there to show that you completely lost your fucking head after 30 minutes of the first game. All right, and, and anyone else want to, uh, want to add to that? I think Kyle Fighter wants a cuddle. I think as well it's um I mean does anyone think that because expectations were high because it was Harrogate every you know near enough everyone was thinking and and also I feel like sometimes we've got a superiority com- um, complex because we're Swindon Town FC yeah we should the be big losing. fan base the big ground we were in the premiership even though We've spent most of the last 30, 40, 50, God knows how many years in the bottom two tiers, you know, and then a team like Harrogate beats us and then all of a sudden it's a big meltdown when 
I, you know, all right, Harrogate were one of my favourites to go down, but because they beat us, I'm not like, oh, going to lose my shit over it. What does everyone else think? Well, well this is the... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think it's that compiled with the anticipation of the brand new season start, and it's an away day, it's Harrogate, we're going to win that one because they were awful last season, we spanked them, and you count down the days, and the day turns, and you turn up, and you wait for us to be absolutely brilliant, and we get spanked, and I, I just think it just, people can't handle that, and uh, I think that that exaggerated the meltdown a little bit. But I'll, I'll, tell you how I'll tell you how illogical it is, Ben, anyone would think... This was the first season we'd ever had after a failed playoff campaign, um, which hasn't got off to a good start, or where we've lost a load of players in the summer um, to higher divisions or else and, and had to rebuild the team and, and literally go again. Mm -hmm. it, it, this is the way that it's always been. We've been in this position God knows how many times before, mm -hmm. and this is where the, you know, the pragmatism, and you have to keep a level head and go, well, that's okay. Last season, yeah, okay, we had a fantastic campaign. You know, it all looked, all looked rosy. It was fantastic, you know, free-flowing football for the large parts of it. And we've had a bit of a bump. You know, we've had a little bit of a bump in the first game of the following season. It's like, for fuck's sake, calm down, OK? I think, it, I think it, yes. So I think it's because it was harrogating. Everybody expected us to, to or I'm sorry, the majority of people expected us to win after what we did there last season. I mean, I, I thought we would win. I said 3-1 to us. Um, the game I was worried about is next week, Salford. But maybe that opening day defeat may do us some good because I, I think Salford have gone under the radar a lot. And um, as much as it pains me to say it, I think they're going to possibly have a decent season. I hope not. I'll, tell you they, how I'll tell you how it'll go, Nick. We'll, we'll, we'll turn Salford over at the weekend. Yeah. We'll go out there because last season what we lost at home to and we didn't really need we didn't really deserve to lose that match. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot there. Yeah. I reckon we'll go. I reckon we'll go out and win on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. That that could turn in our favour, and um, we get off to a home win first game, which is you know we need it now. So uh, it'll be uh, another tense game on Saturday. It'll be the Swindon thing to do, won't it, to, to go and it meet Salford on, on Saturday. And then everything's rosy again, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so if it's OK with you guys, if you um, want to, um, if it's OK to move on to the next subject, um, uh, there's been some rumours with Harry McCurdy. Now, like for me, I think because of the type of player he is, he's always going to get linked to other clubs. Every transfer window, we're, we're going to have this. But it was... Um, a guy on um, Twitter called uh, Ryan Whelan saying that there is a lot of interest, not just um, in League One, but there are championship clubs uh, monitoring him as well as Hibs are still keeping an eye on his situation. Um, we know that he's only got a year left on his contract. Um, how, you know, how confident are you that we can keep hold of him? And um, should we sell him now and cash in or wait until January? What's, well, you know, what do you all think? I'll throw it out there to you all. Well, we've got to find him out of the Harrogate's defence pockets first. Um, <laughs> but the, um, I, I think I said to Rich on Saturday, as annoying as it would be, it'd be quite good for him to have quite a bad start to the season because that puts him right down everybody's priorities. Um, you know, and then people start to question whether he's a one-season wonder. But then... On the flip side of that, that's when the negative fan base starts to come in. Um, and then all of a sudden, we know how well he reacts to fans that don't like him. 
Um, and we said we said it last year after the Twitter debacle. You know, the moment he starts playing badly, fans will turn on him. Um, I personally think if we get a bid and it's a decent value, let's do it. Um, the only reason being is because I know I know he's a good player and all that kind of stuff, but any any team really that are taking a player of kind of what is he mid twenties or mid twenties? Yeah, yeah, taking a taking a punt on somebody who's only had one good season in their mid twenties. We could be rubbing our hands together, you know, on on that. I'm not saying he's a because he is a good player. He did struggle on Saturday, um, but he was also possibly carrying an injury as well. But it's, um, you know, I I, I felt the same about Jack Payne. You know, at the end of the day, if we're getting bids from higher clubs, we go back to that super, super, superiority complex as well. Easy for me to say. Um, we go back to that complex as well to say. What, what given right do we have because we're a, a big club in League Two? Um, what given right do we have to say that anybody should be staying at our club? You know, it's a, and I, I wouldn't, it, it, with any footballer, anybody, if they, if they have an offer from a higher club, you can't hold him against them, especially in this environment. Um, football's a short term career. Would he do well? And they said, no, I think he's found his club. I've, every, every player has their club, you know, Nikia Jose. Um, but it's, um, and I think he's found his club. I think he'd go if the positioning was right um, in terms of his financial position. But I also, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we did get him. But I just don't want him to be one of those kind of last day of the transfer market sales because we wouldn't be able to do anything with the money. Um, and we got to remember the set and kind of contradicting to what I've all just what I've just said. Transfer fees are nothing nowadays um, because you get it all in instalments. You know, we talk about the the twine deal, like how we got that. We're getting that instalments. We're you know we're getting that. We're not getting the nine hundred k or whatever it was up front. Um, so we have to then negotiate a deal in instalments to spend that money. Um, so yeah, I agree from a standpoint and sustainability point of view. Let's cash in on him if an offer comes in. I don't want him to go, but I'm not really too fussed if he does. Um, but then I think every time a team loses, there's always going to be every there's always going especially to a team like Harrogate, um, which I, I think is a bit disrespectful to say things like that when they're in the same division as us. Um, but yeah, it, I think it's always going to kick off the rumor mill. Um, it'll be Johnny Williams soon. It'll be Louis Reed soon. Um, they'll all be they'll all be mentioned this August. I literally could not agree with Woody anymore on that. I mean. Asking me now, I'm 90... There's no certainties, really, in, in football, as we know. I'm probably 95% confident that he will still be here when the window closes, if you're asking me now. But completely agree with Woody. If a, if a sizable offer comes in, there is no player at any club at this level that is irreplaceable. Um, so as long as we don't get, like Woody says, to deadline day, and then, and then he gets sold, you know... Then fine, I, I have you know I have no problem. Equally, obviously, I want him to stay because I, I do believe that he will come good for us again. You know, we we've only played one competitive fixture. He he could quite easily score for the next eighteen games running, twenty games running. Um, he could also pick up a, a nasty injury. You don't know what's going to happen. But as I say, I I completely agree with what Woody said there. I believe he will still be here when the window closes. 
Um, but if a if a sizable offer comes in, um, particularly from a club in a higher division, then I'd wish him well. A lot depends on what he wants to do, doesn't it? Because he's obviously found a good home in Swindon. He had a great season last season. Um, Oh, sorry, Nick, we've lost your mic. Lost your mic, Muted. Man. You did what happened with me. I don't think it muted. I think it's got. It's, it's not muted. And he can't hear us either. I don't think he can hear us, no. Right now, there's dogs barking. Jason, is that... Is the same oh, there you are. You're back. You're back now, Nick. You're back, back now. now. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, Go mate. back there a bit, Nick. Yeah, so um, you, you were saying about uh, McCurdy found his home with us and, and everything. Yeah, and basically, at the end of the day, a lot of it will be up to him. And I've, I've said it before, any team that takes him is taking a risk. Um, and seeing him today at the open training session, signing an autograph with the kids, he looked quite happy. If he's happy here, you know, happy here, start scoring, uh, happy days. So I'm like five feet, I hope he stays because he just gives that little bit extra, gets the crowd going, which is what we need at Swindon. Do that and, uh, you know, we're halfway there. Yeah, I think. Sorry, no, I, no, you're I think right, Ben. You go ahead, if, mate. If, if if the right price comes in, and only if the right come, price comes in, sell him. But if it gets to about a week before the window, we close the market on him and just say, look, we're not going to find a decent, equivalent striker or good enough striker to cover you in that because we only sell him as long as we've got someone who can walk in and replace him uh, and yeah. be as good, if not better. Bearing in mind, we're looking deal. for another striker as well, so it'd be two. Yeah, so we need goes. two. Yeah. Well. You could argue argue slightly different on that point as well, because one of the clubs that are interested or rumoured to be interested, I should say, are Ipswich. Mm. So if you were doing a player plus cash deal for Simpson and you have Simpson at the front at the top of a four, two, three, one with Reed and Khan in the uh, the pivot position, that looks a pretty solid middle of the pitch all the way up. And you've got to remember that Darcy's been brought in to kind of do the kind of role that Payne did. We don't know whether we can or not yet because he hasn't had enough game time. But I'm quite excited about watching what uh, the Wiltshire Modric can uh, <laughs> offer us. Um, but, you know, and I look at that and I start thinking, I think, well, actually, well, that, that, that could be quite could be quite a coup if we did that. And then you don't necessarily miss a player like McCurdy. And that's the whole point, yeah. is that whatever we do, it can't be to the detriment of the team at large. You know, it's got to be replaced with somebody that we won't, you know. Mm. Just two things, very quick, just two things on that, though, Mark. Number one is Tyree Simpson hasn't played in seven months. Uh, and two, did McCurdy make Tyree Simpson look good? Uh, and that's the whole sort of weighing it up a little bit I get what you're saying and I feel as if the middle of the park I think that's that's all great and all that sort of stuff but when it comes down to it and everything like that obviously McCurdy is the creative player I'm not saying Tyree Simpson isn't because from what I saw of him he could get the ball down he could run with it he did have pace he did have strength but again it comes down to that aspect will he be ready to come in he needed a pre-season because he, he, out of everybody, he would have needed a preseason, and he would be playing catch up, and he's not played in True. seven months. So, it's a, it's a difficult one. It's yeah, I get what you're saying though. I do think that would be an ideal scenario, but not for you, McCurdy. You could play, you could play Abloy in the same scenario while Simpson was building up to fitness as well. I mean, I, you know, mm. we don't, I don't know the um, again, haven't seen yeah. enough of the enough of these footballers. Same with Wakeling as well. 
Yeah, and wait, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, what's to say that wait, you know, waiting sounds incredibly creative, doesn't he? You know, yeah. and you guys have probably you know seen more minutes than 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 I have, but he, he seems to you know know a few tricks, can keep the ball at his yeah. feet and move around. What's to say that he couldn't drop a little bit further back into uh, um, more of an attacking midfield position? I don't know. You know, I think you know this is the whole point. I think everyone's getting a little bit too overly suicidal about you know the, the the back of one game there's a huge amount of options available to us it's just you know we've got to be sensible got to be sensible and keep positive i'd love to see smith and diamond come in. simpson and diamond come in if we if mccurdy goes diamond could put, fiddle in that mccurdy role and then simpson is the big number nine and we've got options there to go three up front or we can stick for two or that but we've got plenty of options then but that that's my preference yeah good shout yeah, it's all it's all interesting to see. Like I say, we've got got a lot of options there, a lot of unknowns with these players, and hopefully we'll find out in is the next the, coming um, weeks. Sorry, is it the the first of September deadline day? I, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we've still got the Monday, the first Monday in September. We still got like four weeks left of of discussing yeah. all these kind of things then. Yeah, but that's that's what it's all about, and it, Fifi. It's it's bound to come up again, you know, uh, especially if we start firing on all cylinders. So. But yes, we, so, also, um, we also had a six-week preseason, seven-week preseason. Look how quick that went. <laughs> yes, yeah. very true, mate. Very true. All right, so um, let's move on to some um, some better news, some amazing news, really. And obviously, um, with the lionesses, um, what a game that was yesterday! What a performance by them! What a bunch of amazing women! Um, yeah, I, I, I mean. I, I loved every single minute of it. I, I didn't. I honestly didn't think a few years ago that I would be getting as much into women's football as what what I am now. And and those lionesses, they've they've done the game. You know, they've done themselves proud, and they've done a lot for the women's game there. And so was all the other teams at, at those Euros. Um, might as well start off with with you, Woody, the main man, when it comes to this um, this subject. Um, what did you think of the game? It was um, it was it was a good game against the old enemy, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, it was a very typical final game, in my opinion. Um, I don't think, I actually don't think we played that great, but um, the in comparison to the other game, but um, Selena, you know, she said that herself, you know, anybody's asked her, what did you think? Her kind of attitude, which I kind of liked, was, well, we've won the game. So it's, um, you know, and that's all that cup finals are about. You know, cup finals are never about performance. Cup finals are about winning that game and um you know but defensively we were sound um uh, a massive you know massive shout out to Erps in goal um yeah. you know she's yeah, absolutely you know, but she's and, and there's quite a big backstory about Erps you know in terms of how long it took for her to kind of get into the England setup because she was always behind the likes of Chamberlain and, and things like that so um you know fair play to her and one thing, you know, and I absolutely love her to bits because I just think her banter is absolutely hilarious. But the, um, but yeah, and I just think as, as as an overall, it kind of showed that we can have gut determination. As a, you know, we're not we're not we're not going to chuck a, uh, you know, we're not going to choke at a final type thing. You know, I I, I can't be the only person that thought when Germany scored that that equaliser. I can't be the only person that thought this is going typical England. We're going to lose two one now with a last minute. Um, you know, last minute goal or something. Um, but yeah, as a tournament as a whole, you know, the effect it's going to have on women's football. I don't, this is going to be really controversial, but I don't agree wholeheartedly with what Ian Wright was saying. 
Um, uh, not Ian Wright. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of Ian Wright in terms of um, the support coming to the WSL and WCL clubs. Um, I think it needs to go lower down the pyramid than that. They need to be pushing the National League sides because we still currently do only have two professional tiers of women's football who are well-funded. You know, they are well-funded. Um, but for me, the biggest thing that needs to change, and I hope this does show it, is just the attitude towards women's football. And I don't even mean like the sexist side of it. I mean, just general, you know, we can look at our own beloved club, Swindon. Are they doing enough for the women's team? You could argue probably not when you compare it to other clubs in the country. Um, you know, you look at even Arsenal to a certain extent, played so long at Boreham Wood and, and things like that. I think the general attitudes is what's going to need to change. And it does start with schools. That's where he was, right? But, um, the you know, we've had, I've been on, I've seen on the Twitter today from Twitter messages online, we've had, you know, probably double figures of players contacting us already just on the back of that yesterday. So it's obviously working. And I think it's having a positive effect on boys watching it. You know, boy, young boy, you know, my Arlo's got no interest in football whatsoever. Watched that game yesterday. And when we when they picked up the trophies, he says, I want to be one of those footballers. And I'm like sat there going, like, I've taken you to about 150 games. And you've never <laughs> said that. <laughs> um, Although, mind you, that's, that's Swindon, mate. So that's probably one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's um, but yeah, it just you know, those kind of things really do make a difference. The the girl, the ladies have been absolutely fantastic. It's been building um the, the performances, the ruthlessness. Um, I'm not going to say that the men, they do it better than the men. The men's is still a totally different game. But, you know, come on, let's take a leaf out of that book. Look how good we can be when we're ruthless. And we have got the capability to do that in the men's game. Um, we just need to do it. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm extremely proud. As someone who's been involved with the game for 12 years, um, with the women's side of the game for 12 years, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. And I think it's, you know, a fantastic achievement. Um, and I think I generally think we will be World Cup World Cup winners next year as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, it's um, you sort of run out of words to do, to describe the feeling. It's just such a feel good factor. I think after after that is as, as well. Um, with you know through you know, and all the stories that are coming out. You know, like um, um, Chloe Kelly with coming back from her ACL injury, Fran Kirby as well. He was, you know, we weren't even sure if she was going to be able to come back as a professional footballer at one point. So it's just so many stories there. But I think one of the things that we saw in the women's team, it was the, the, the incredible strength in depth that they've got there, you know, and, and, and one thing that um, uh, Serena Weigman was, you know, praised for was her substitutions through, throughout and, you know, it's ballsy move as well, not to, you know, to, to play the same 11 all the way through, to start through. That is, you know, that takes some doing. You know, you, you, could you imagine Gareth Southgate doing that with the pressure from the press and stuff like that? It, it, that, would, that would never happen. I don't know what everyone else thinks, but yeah, it, it, just, it, it just seems to be that for, way. For me, so I, I looked at it from, from two sides. So I saw the, the, um, the sort of status and post that Woody put out afterwards on all of his social media. And I was like, do you know what? I get that and I like that as just how proud someone who has been involved for, for so long has been. Um, and then I was listening to what you were saying when you introduced the topic, Craig, and I was like, I completely get that as well because I'm in exactly the same boat where 
I, I've never had an, an issue with, with women's football and girls' football. You know, I'm all for everyone has the opportunity to play. But equally, I've only ever been to watch one women's game in my life. But I've watched a lot of this tournament, uh, primarily the England games, obviously. Enjoyed it purely for what it is. Didn't look at it as women's football. They were just footballers. They were just athletes playing the game that I enjoy watching. And... And I, even someone who isn't as invested in it personally, like myself, I, I felt that sense of pride because I got to witness England make history, you know? And, and the fact that I was sat there in four different group chats with, with a group of guys from different parts of the country, different, you know, backgrounds, and we were all just talking about the women's football. You know, I had one guy message me to say, do you know Leicester have got their last preseason friendly on at the same time? And literally he got dogs of you saying nobody cares. <laughs> like, nobody cares because everyone's watching this game because this is all everyone is invested in now. And and I genuinely do hope, but for the sake of, of the game and for the sake of people like Woody, it does have the legacy and it does have the impact that, that more girls and women do end up getting involved. But I also hope for the likes of, like, I would have absolutely no issue. If someone said to me, you know, when, when I come down swinging, if someone said, like, if I'm down for a weekend and Woody says, we've got a game, I'd be more than happy to go and watch. And I would have no issue going to do so. Um, and, I, and it's more so now that I, you know, I can say that I've sat through and I've sat through the tournament, enjoyed the tournament purely on the basis of what it is, not discriminatory against the gender of the athlete playing, but just enjoyed the overall standard of what the product was in front of me. Yeah, I would also add as well, I think that one of the, um, the, the biggest positives from the whole tournament was the lack of the dark arts and the gamesmanship and the failing of injuries. The game was played how it was supposed to be played. You know, everyone was trying to you know, win a game of football. I think in one of the semi-finals, um, at least the France-Germany um, game, there was one one dive and the whole crowd booed and that was it. There was no more. No, there were no. I didn't recognise a single dive or you know element of you know shithousery from any of the other teams in in the tournament. It, and that's what made it for me so enjoyable to watch. Just football. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, I, I mean, one one of the things that um, that's going to make me want to watch it even more now is that, as we were saying offline before we started, is. The women's game feels more like a proper contact sport, whereas the men's, it's a, as soon as you get a little knock, that's it, they go down. And there wasn't as much, like you were saying, Mark, there wasn't as much of, of, of that sort of nonsense going on on the pitch. And I just love, you know, they they were kicking lumps out of each other, the, the women on both teams, but they weren't, you know, there's, there's the odd time where they might have made a meal out of it. But in, in the main, they were, you know, they were either getting back up or, you know, and they just got on with it. And that's what I like. And I think that's what the majority of most fans would like to see in the men's game. All this nonsense, you know, diving and, and rolling around. And I don't think I saw a, a player roll. A, 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 I don't think I've seen a, um, a game where a woman who's got tackled or injured has rolled around like five or six times. Well, on the complete flip side to everything you've just been saying, has everyone seen the, the video that's gone viral? I think of the friendly with Bayern Munich yesterday. Oh, uh, 
the, the friendly with Bayern Munich, where I can't remember who they were playing, but the guys literally stopped the ball on the touchline. Oh, the Bayern yeah. Munich player thinks he's got a throw and picked it up, and the linesman's flagged for a free kick because it's for handball. It's just ridiculous that they're trying this sort of stuff. Like, I get it's a friendly, but there's just no need for this sort of shithousery going on in football. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, has, has, has anyone else got anything to add about yeah. it? I mean, the, the celebrations were amazing, weren't they, at the end? Just oh, spine-tingling stuff, I think. Yeah. It, I'd just like to add to what Woody was saying about uh, Mary Earps. I don't think she got enough credit when they were talking about players at the end. If you look at it, Spain in the quarterfinals, cross-cutting shot, she pushed away, which would have put us in big trouble. And then in, in the semi, um, the tip over over the bar when it was 2-0. Yeah. And uh, she was absolutely brilliant. I mean, uh, Dye, she doesn't usually watch football or take much interest. She watched the whole game and said, Christ, that goalkeeper is bloody brave. Oh, and she was a magnet. Absolutely magnet. Yeah. To me, she, she was certainly England, you know, player of the tournament from what I saw of it. I didn't see every single game but say it's just a pity she didn't get the credit she deserved i think she got a touch and off the one where she, where they hit the post as well I, I, yeah I think she got a tip, yeah and i think i think the biggest thing as well is she plays with such a smile on her face yeah. as yeah. well like literally everything i mean we talk about the shithousery side if you look at the other side of shithousery you know like you know, when they've taken that free kick and she's just caught it out of thin air and gone on you know gone on the floor and then just got up sticking her tongue out I, I absolutely love that because I'm just sat there going, you know, that's the character in the change rooms. Obviously, you can see on my background, you know yeah. that she's a ringleader. She was a ringleader on all of that, um, you know, and I think that's good. And I, I'm, we're fortunate. I, I've never met her, but um, one of my one of my goalkeepers is good friends. They're, you know, Mary's a, a family friend of theirs um, and she meets her. She meets her quite regularly. And I can see, I mean, Rich has seen my keeper, Robin, play. They are literally the same person. So to see that kind of, that that's an idol of hers. She's only just started playing for England, really. She's obviously admired her from a younger age. And, um, you know, you can see the impact that's having already. And then we talk about the stories you said about the celebrations, like with Kelly's celebration um, afterwards, coming from the Bobby Zamora story and, and, and all of this kind of stuff. And it's just, you know, some of their background stories are brilliant as well. It's just, um, I think, yeah, you just, you just, you can't help but have a sentimental tear to your eye with some of the stories that they go through. Um, and then add to the fact that it's women's football that wasn't taken seriously 50 years ago, yeah. 10 years ago. The sports and, personality of the year has already written itself this year, hasn't it, for the team and uh, and the actual overall winner. So no more sport required for the remainder of the year. Yeah. Oh, there, Linking yeah. into what Woody said there, though, <laughs> based on a conversation I was having with someone else during the semi-final, um, Getting to know the characters behind, like you've got the players on the pitch, but getting to know the characters is, is what's going to help um, develop it more. And, and the more you see this sort of stuff, like I love nothing more than when the video got shared of them all coming on during her press conference and, and like Woody's background dancing on the table and stuff. That was so good. Like you've got the BBC um, team obviously doing their job, trying to interview straight after the game. They're like just throwing the microphone down to go and sing Sweet Caroline stuff. That is what you want to see. And then you, you get the, the stories behind the players and you get to know them. And, and that's what's going to, I think, attract people and invest people more. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, one of the things I did want to talk about with, with the game specifically was, was the goal by Ella Toon. 
I mean, Christ. oh, filth finish. I mean, you, you saw, um, well, I think it was Walsh who did the pass, I think. Was it Walsh? Yes. Yeah. You Pim saw Pim. her look up. She saw the yeah. run at two and she timed it to perfection. And then she's running towards the edge of the area. The keeper's coming out. She's got a player breathing on her neck. And to have the composure and the coolness to just dink it over the goalkeeper like that, that just shows pure class that does and, and it's just so entertaining and so good to watch well if someone like Messi did it the media would be purring over it for years mm. yeah exactly exactly he said that about Russo's uh, back heel as well you know yeah. if that was Messi we'd still be talking about it in three years time yeah yeah it, it just it just shows how far the game has, has, has come as, as well I think anyone who, who still and there's always going to be people who have doubts about the women's game or look or sneer at it but you you look at that goal and tell me that that is not world class. World class. That was that was world and the pass class is is and, and outrageous. Pass. Yeah, absolutely tremendous. Um, and and yeah, I think for, for me personally, you know, waiting for that full time whistle, carrying my four year old daughter who's really into football at the moment. That'll be and and then when when the final whistle went and, and we'd won, that moment will always be with me, whether she stays into football or not. And and I I. I want to thank the lionesses from the bottom of my heart not that they'll see this but for giving me and my never daughter say never that moment you know it was um absolutely amazing and to make the country so happy they've they've got our eternal thanks i think absolutely so yeah unless there was um anything else you guys wanted to add about the lionesses um we'll move on to our final part and that'll be uh looking forward to saturday with um salford um We'll start with you, Ned, because um, you, um, you, you obviously think, the, the lioness. I think Rich, sorry. sorry, I think Rich, I think Rich was uh, trying to get in a few times there on the lioness's chat. Oh, sorry, Rich. Don't worry about it, it's honest. It's no, fine, no, that's fine. fine. You, you go ahead, mate. Sorry, I didn't, I, I had no idea, mate. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, for me, obviously, uh, I go see, uh, obviously, me and Woody, we obviously uh, go see the, the Swindon women quite a lot, obviously, I'm... Um, quite uh heavily invested as well and obviously i'd like to know what's going on and everything like that and uh i know quite a lot of people in the swindon women's team that were actually at the game yesterday and you know uh to see some of their social medias and stuff like that and just seeing their videos and the atmosphere and everything like that at uh wembley yesterday was just absolutely unbelievable um and i hope this does inspire uh, not just young girls, but uh, young boys as well that maybe not uh, exactly into football at this current time, that uh, their home nation winning the uh, Euros on home soil as well, um, actually um, go to their local club, go to their local uh, after school club or something like that. Um and you know, I, I've got um, I've got a girl on my uh, team that I coach, and um, I really hope that this inspires her even more now, because uh, I mean she's a good player, but she has the potential to be an amazing player. So hopefully, something like this will have the backing of a lot of uh, kids uh, at a young age. So um, it's. It's groundbreaking, personally, but it's something that I think is long overdue, and I feel as if that, um, yeah, it's it, it's brilliant to see, and I'm really like Woody said a few times. Um, I really hope this is the beginning of something um, 
of a complete change in culture now where the men and women do get sort of equal rights and that um yeah that both sides of the game don't doesn't matter what sex it is gets enough tension uh, attention as possible i saw a couple of things today that chelsea women have sold out season tickets they're completely sold out um just after obviously the England women show I mean Chelsea women they have a great fan base as it is but for them to sell out season tickets um it's fantastic news and another thing which is actually I think quite sad as well that uh, and I know it's a, a country thing and I know countries don't get an awful lot of money for winning uh, winning tournaments as it is um it's the same with the men's as well but uh something like the England women only won 55,000 for winning the Euros yesterday, which isn't even, doesn't even scratch the surface with Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, weekly wage. Yeah, that is, I'm oh, sorry, that is an absolute disgrace. You look at the money that's going into UEFA, you look yeah. at the, um, what, you know, the greedy six in our country and the greedy teams all across yeah. Europe that are trying to keep, maintain the status quo. And then you yeah. got your way for that. Fifth, I mean, that is just absolutely. And I'm not. Ludicrous. And I'm not saying that that should be the winning prize, not at all. But no. I'm just saying that I think it speaks volumes of the fact that where the women's game is currently at, and where player, uh, where some of the men's playing at. And personally, for me, I don't think it will ever get but to that point where the women's uh, game will be superior to men's. Um, because I think the men's is just obviously it's way, way um, it has been for years and it's even taken years for that to even get to where it is to see the wages that some of these players are on. And I not like saying that the women's is ever going to get to that point. Um, but I do feel as if now that it should actually, it, it should start to pick up now. And uh, hopefully women's transfers, because uh, somebody said in one of my WhatsApp groups today, said, what's the typical wage for a um, women's football player? Um, what, what transfer fee? And I said, to be honest with you, the transfer fees in the women's game don't really get that, you know, publicised or anything like that. Um, but I had a quick Google earlier, and I think the highest paid player at the moment in the women's game is Sam Kerr. And I think she gets around 400 grand a year. Um, and again, that just speaks volumes, really, uh, yeah. where, the, where it is. So now, hopefully, um, the impact that this Euros has had in the English women's game and uh, how US have actually been pushing this whole thing for the last... God knows how many years. Hopefully, the women's game can come combine and actually start yeah. pushing. And uh, hopefully, all the nations will start to see some fantastic women's football um, being played. No, absolutely, mate. I, I don't think that even you know, like the um, women players and managers themselves want parity with with the men's game. But I think to close that gap substantially, because it's just such a huge gap at the moment. And and let's face it, you know, this women's Euros has been more entertaining than tournaments that I've watched England men's play in for, for a long time. And like you were saying, mate, hopefully this will see a surge of participation and equality for, um, for young girls and, and women across the country playing the game. 
So, um, so yeah, and um, we'll we'll now move on to Salford then, and um, let's um, look to look to Saturday then. Um, we'll start with you then, Ned, as you've been waiting very patiently. Um, what are your thoughts for um, for Saturday against Salford? Um, well, we've got to play better. <laughs> Understatement of the year. Um, do you know what? There's something I forgot to mention in the review of the last game, and I hope that they take heed for this game. And that was um, Solbrin's top. You know, he his um, was like an orange, orangey colour. He Ooh. seemed to blend into the background. I mean, I'm not sure if it was the same for you guys at the ground, but... You know, like, for example, for the Lou Reed back pass, I didn't even see him there at all because his 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 um his top sort of merged into the background behind the stand. I was just, oh, my God, you know, I've never actually seen that with a goalkeeper top before. But we have got a, a, an alternative. Haven't we? We've got, a, is it bright yellow or green? Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, yeah, the other, other goalkeeper top is green from what I saw. Green in the uh in pre-season yeah so hope, hopefully we'll change that over what's that i thought it was bright yellow the, uh, bright yellowy limey green sort of yeah 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 it's you know like a, a fluorescent um Fucking orange. Lighter. yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean ho- either way hopefully they change that because that it didn't you know, it, it didn't. I, I'm sure that's not helping the centre backs if they're trying to sort of catch the keeper out the corner of their eye, see if he's coming to claim, claim the ball. I'm sure that's not going to help if uh, if he's fading into the background. But anyway, um, yeah, I I genuinely think um, we'll we'll play a hell of a lot better. We we can't fail to play better than we did uh, on Saturday because that was that was dog awful. But I do think we'll play a lot better. Um, I think. Um, I'm hoping that they don't play McDonald and um, and uh, Bowdry because I, I feel that there's not enough pace. I, I would like them to maybe try one of the younger guys. Think you know possibly you know a, a, as a three, but we'll see. Um, it's I'm not sure, as, as I said I'm not sure whether it was an off day or or what, but I just feel that there was you know the distinct lack of pace, and I think we're going to get found out against Salford because their their front three are full of pace. So it does um set the alarm bells a little bit. But um yeah I think I think I think we'll play better. I think we will I think we'll I think we'll draw. I think we'll draw one one. Okay mate um yeah um, on to you then Nick uh well I, was, I said earlier that I thought we would have won last Saturday and then lose at home to Salford, typical Swindon. Hopefully it's going to be a typical Swindon the other way, have a real crap first game, then win one that I certainly wasn't expecting us to win. Um, I don't know anything about Salford, to be honest, um, player-wise. I watched Ben's pod the other day when he's on with the Northampton, Bradford and Hartlepool boys. And I'm sort of along with the Northampton lad that I don't really give a shit about anybody else. I follow Swindon and take note of them. So, you know, it's it could be anything, to be honest. Absolutely anything. You know, we, we could shit out it and win three or four nil or uh, 
you know, equally we could lose a crap one nil. So I've got no idea what the result will be. That, that sounds like a, a, a standard Ben Nichols answer. It could be a win, lose, or draw. Um, no, yeah, you might be the guy. You're going to take, take, you're take his title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 cheers, Nick. Um, uh, on to you then, Woody. What do you think for um, for Saturday? Well, good result for them on Saturday, Salford. So, you know, um, but they look evidently speaking to one of my mates as well, he was actually there, um, strangely. Um, he said Mansfield absolutely battered them. They just couldn't score. Um, so that's, you know, that's, really, that's both worrying and interesting because, uh, you know, are they going to do the same to us given that they're going to be away? Are they just going to soak it up and see what we can do? Um, I agree with Ned. We need to play 100 times better otherwise we could be on the end of a hiding. Um, you know, we talk about players that stay with clubs one player that, although I despise Salford, one player that I do like is Thomas Asante. And I just think that he will he could have the ability to tear us apart if if we're not careful. And um but yeah, I think I think we will do the Swindon thing because we went into well, some fans went into meltdown on Saturday. Um so I think we're I actually think I'm gonna put my neck on the line and say we're gonna win this one three 0 and then we're all going to be saying that we're going to piss the league. So, um, I think, yeah, and I think McCurdy's going to get off to start on Saturday. I think he's going to start his goal tally. Yeah, let's, let's hope so, mate. Let's, let's face it, every, every result is going to either be HMS piss the league or we're getting relegated. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely um, looking that way at the moment. Um, yeah, um, Ben, what do you think for Saturday? Uh, I hope that uh, Lindsay's brave enough to make some changes and uh, I'd love to see Khan start. I'd love to see Khan start. Um, Performance-wise, I just want to see a bit more, you know, just be a little better and just a little bit creative up front and just look a bit sturdier at the back. Um, I think we will be and I agree that we'll draw one more. Ben's taken, because Nick's gone, it could be a win, loss or draw. Ben's like, right, what other cliche can we do? Let's attack better and defend better. We might get a result. Yes. Well, yes. And I, I, am I wrong? Well, at least at least he was decisive <laughs> in his prediction for a change. So that, yeah. that was that was yeah. good. Well, thing. One, one draw. One, yeah. one. I think we'll draw one, one and we'll be better than Saturday. But not good enough to win. Nice one, mate. Uh, Rich? Uh, I think we'll draw 1-1 one, one and everyone will still be in meltdown. But, um, yeah, no, I know. I, I, I thought you were just going to do like a mic drop. That's it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I, should, I should just leave it at that, really. No, I think um, me and Woody were talking on Saturday and uh, we both um, literally said uh, we, we just want to see a reaction. Whether or not we win, draw or lose, we've got to play number one better. Uh be think a little bit more attacking, um, but also have the cover at the back um, and have that sorted out. And yeah, we it, we just got to do an awful lot better. That makes us competitive in this league, and that we're going to be competitive in this league this year because that's what we need to do. Saturday was no reflection. Um, I, I want to see something um, against Salford. Yeah, we certainly need to um, be playing well at home if we've got any chance of going up this season, unlike last season. Um, what's your thoughts, Mark? I think it'll be a case of 
win the battles will win the game. Um, and to do that, you need Khan on the pitch to begin with, and I stick warm between the uh, between the sticks. Um, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game of football. I think the reaction will be along the lines of get out there and prove that you can, you know, actually win the ball and do stuff with it and, and, and battle and do the ugly things well. And that's the type of performance we're going to need to put in against the teams like Salford, who are uh, fancy. They're going to play an attacking and an expansive game. Um, they have, I think everyone's agreed, gone under the radar a little bit and not so much in their, their transfer activity, but in terms of, you know, how how they're set up and geared to go and that they had a fantastic result of the weekend. So I'm fully, fully expecting them to come and have a go. Um, whether that suits us or not, I would worry if the same team starts the start of the weekend, get a reprieve. Um, and in, well, in, well in, I can in, tell you straight away it won't be because uh, Brennan's out for four weeks, I think three to four weeks, I think, with uh, concussion. Wow, three, okay. concussion three to four weeks, yeah. Well, concussion really uh, for anybody, and actually, I know this because I was reading up on it about it because Woody sent it to me the other day. That, um, yeah, for a concussion, it's I think around three weeks. Um, so you can even, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, and it, he looked really dazed when he came off. So it wasn't wouldn't surprise me if he did have concussion. It's not Harry then at the back. Uh, um, I hope we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. Mm. I, mean, I don't know, but that, I, you know, to be honest with you, it did, from from a confidence point of view, I, I I don't know why he wouldn't consider dropping to a back four, just the, just letting the team because like, every footballer understands the arc of a back four. Just give them something they're confident with and let them build build the play out. In the back, that's what they want to do. We played 4 3 3 so well last season, we've got the players to do it this season. So, different squad now, yeah. Just ditch, ditch the 3 5 2. I hate it, you know. <laughs> I don't like that formation at all. Um, but like I said, you know, stick warding goal, get Khan in from the beginning, tell them to get out there and win their battles, do the ugly well. Um, you know, and I reckon we'll, I, I reckon we're going to win. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I reckon we'll win 1 0. We, we owe Salford for the performance that we had against the line last year. Yeah, it's hard, hard to disagree with that, Mark. Um, Fifey? Picking up on, on a couple of things that the other guys have said, I do believe we will see a reaction. Um, I think the performance will be substantially better than it was at the weekend. Um, it will be a very tough game. Um, I do think we will win. Um, I'm probably going to say it's more likely to be what Mark said than Woody, um, but I'll, I'll happily go in the middle and say 2-1. Um, I do think he will make changes. I do think Khan will play for one. Whether he'll change the goalkeeper, I'm not so sure. Um, whether that's the right thing to do as well is, is another thing to consider. Um, will he change the tactics? Possibly. I think he'll look at what Salford have got about them and, and pick his team accordingly. But I'm, I, I agree. A couple of you said it when I first logged in. It's, it's the Swindon thing to do. Um, and, and yes, we lose to Harrogate. We beat Salford. Had it have been the other way around and we beat Harrogate and lose Salford, people say that's, that's possibly more or less about right. So if we beat Salford, we're exactly where a lot of people would have thought we'd be after two games. And there's no problem. Um, I think Woody's right. If we do put in a good performance and win, then those same people who said National League incoming worst Swindon Town squad ever assembled will be saying HMS pissed the league, this is easy, blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I just want, I just hope, 
and, and this is a serious hope, that if we're not one nil up in the first 10 minutes, the fans don't already get edgy, start oh. shouting forward, start booing, start screaming all sorts of abuse for no reason, and just, um, you know, follow, follow the pattern. We know what we should know, and we should be able to see in, in, the, in the setup, in terms of personnel, in tactics, in terms of play, what we're trying to do. Follow the process, believe in the process, and back the process. Um, we, you know, it's the first home game of the season. We do not need to be getting on the backs of our own players. If we're 3-0 down again, then yes, absolutely, there'll be disgruntlement, and rightly so. But first home game of the season, let's all come together. Let's hope more than anything that last weekend was just a bad day at the office. They caught us at completely the wrong time and, and the season starts this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're spot on, mate. That's, uh, that's a very sound um, opinion there, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I've, I've, I, I can see us having a good reaction, but because I don't think that Lindsay will change the formation, I think he should. I agree with everything um, Mark said. Um, I don't think he will, and for that, I think we will play better, but I don't think we'll get the win. I think it will be one each. Hopefully, Harry McCurdy will get on the score sheet, get his first goal, and then go from strength uh, strength to strength. But, yeah, you're spot on five feet. You, the fans need to be patient, you know, that well, first well. half or so. Don't get on players' backs. So you can see what's going to happen. Maybe, you know, if Gladwin misplaces a pass, you, you can you can almost tell what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, be interesting. Mark's turned into this season's Woody. <laughs> He's just mouthing there. He will yeah. misplace the pass. Well, that's like, he probably will, but it's it's getting on his back after like if he does it in the first ten minutes, it's not gonna it's not gonna help. So so yeah, but um, but yeah, if um yeah if everyone's um finished, we'll um we'll wrap up there. Um, thank you everyone for coming. Thank you, Nick, Ned, Mark, um, Ben, Rich, Woody, and Fifey. Fifey's going to join his um friend um um. Jack Daniels in a minute, so so he'll no, be, no, uh, no. he'll be, he'll be pleased. <laughs> Jack's been sacked. Yeah, <laughs> Jack's gone home. What about um, yeah. um, Gavin Gunning? Oh, we've got him. Yeah, we got a coach. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good luck to him. Oh well, good, good luck, luck to good luck to Gavin. Yeah. I'm 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 about done because I want to go to bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Good luck, Gavin. Gavin. Come yeah. on, we'll chat about you. Don't worry, fit, don't worry. There'll be more professionalism next week when um, when Fife is Fife is back in. But um, for those of you, um, you've done a wonderful watching, job, Craig. Sorry, you've done a wonderful job. Oh, well, thank thank you very much. I don't want to do it do it again. So don't go out again, mate, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, for those of you watching and listening, thanks again so much um, for interacting with us on social medias. If you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, please consider leaving a like, subscribe, hit the bell notification and all that. If you're listening on a podcast, leave us a five-star review if you like. You can write anything you want in the comments. Um, you can even take the piss out of the host. You could say, instead of me hosting it, you'd rather it was hosted by Melinda Messenger and Tim Sherwood. And Ooh. I mean, I would pay good money for that. So you know yeah. what? I would pay good money for Tim Sherwood to come on here and I would just go, off we go then, lads. <laughs> 
but yeah but again uh, thank you thanks thanks guys for uh, for putting up with me today and um thanks again everyone for listening and we will uh, join you next week cheers again good night you reds oh i better stop the fucking recording <laughs> <laughs>